Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two under two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. Today's episode is going to be a super fun one. I am turning 29 tomorrow on the 29th. It is my golden birthday. And, you know, birthdays just have that effect on you where you start thinking about the previous years and how much time you have left and what you want to do in the next year. And I think that in preparation for my big golden birthday this year, I was doing a lot of reflecting on my career, which of course is short-term rentals. And it really got me thinking on what are some of my best tips that I've learned along the way? What are some lessons I've had to learn the hard way? What is a wisdom that I want to pass on to newbies and experienced hosts both? And I decided for this episode in celebration of my birthday, I rounded up my top 29 best golden tips for hosts. And this is everything from just practical tips on on the Airbnb hosting platform and with your listing to my bigger, big idea things that I've just kind of had to learn, learn the hard way and come across. And so if you've been listening to the podcast or done a one-on-one with me or taken my course, then you've definitely heard some of these, but I still just wanted to compile it all in my master list of 29 golden rules. So I hope that you love this episode and let's jump on in. We've got 29 of these to get through, so no time to waste. Golden rule number one, use instant book and make guests verify their ID. Easy. I talked about this so many times. I won't go at length here, but I swear, just use Instant Book. You vet your guests better. You're able to cancel on them penalty-free, and you'll get more bookings. What's not to love? Golden rule number two, take professional photos. Another one. I can't stop talking about this, but it just, it needs to get through to you guys. Have you ever, ever seen a hotel that did not have professional photos of the rooms? What would you think if you saw a hotel listing to book a room at the Marriott or somewhere in Vegas with pictures that the manager took on their iPhone, okay? Take professional photos. Golden rule number three, locked supply closet. Lock those supplies away. If your guests ever steal mass quantities of toilet paper or bulk shampoo or all your K-cups and you didn't have those supplies locked up, you only have yourself to blame. Lock those supply closets. Golden rule number four, have this strict cancellation policy. Another one that I've talked about before, I won't go into full length here, but it really just helps vet the types of guests that are going to book your place. 
automatically by having strict cancellation policy, you're weeding out the types of guests who are just wanting to book your place just to hold the dates in the hopes that they can get it off. And you're immediately communicating and kind of setting that precedent that, hey, if you're booking my place, you're serious about coming. You're not going to waste your time with really flaky guests or bookings. Golden rule number five, have three sets of all your sheets. At a minimum, two, like I swear, do not even start hosting unless you have two sets of all your sheets. But oh, when you can, when you get up to three, it is so nice. I do not ever, ever have to stress. My cleaner sends me a picture that a sheet got stained and has to be thrown away. Fine. I am not in any panic. I can wait, you know, another month before I'm able to get up there and replace the sheets. Getting yourself to three sets is a game changer. Golden rule number six duvets over comforters they're so much easier to wash they just feel more luxurious do the duvet cover with the duvet insert comforters just I don't know personally to me comforters feel gross I feel like they're so bulky it's going to be harder on you to wash them every single time and guests are going to probably start to assume that it wasn't washed every time duvet cover with duvet insert golden rule number seven invest in a good washer dryer Look, if you don't have a washer and dryer at all and you have some sort of laundry service or your cleaner takes care of laundry for you off-site and that's working well for you, then that's fine. But if you do have a washer dryer in your place and it's a really small one or it's taking forever to dry or it just isn't, you know, isn't passing the test, invest in the bigger one. Invest in better, higher quality units. I know that it's a big expense. I mean, a stack of a good washer dryer can easily be 2000 bucks. It's so worth it. This is the number one thing that's going to take the longest of your whole cleaning process is laundry. Your cleaners will love you so much if you have a good, reliable washer and dryer. It's, it's worth every penny. So if you've got one that's kind of on the fritz or rickety and you're just holding onto it for dear life, next chance that you get to invest in upgrades in your place, get the better washer dryer. Golden rule number eight, waterproof and bed bug proof mattress protectors on all your mattresses. No exceptions. Every single mattress needs to have a waterproof and bed bug proof mattress protector. This one is a must, must, must have. I have had so many hosts let me know that, oh my gosh, you know, my guests had a young son who had a nightmare in the middle of the night and wet the bed. What do I do? I feel so bad. I don't want to charge them, but now my mattress smells like urine. That's on you. Have the waterproof mattress protector. This is such an easy thing to avoid. You have guests from all walks of life coming. People have accidents. They're in new areas, unfamiliar environments. Don't set your guests up for failure and create an embarrassing situation. I have had countless guests tell me that their kids unfortunately wet the bed at night. I don't care. We just take off the mattress topper and everything and wash that. My mattress itself is protected. It's not going to start smelling like urine. Same thing, you need bed bug proofing. A bed bug infestation typically takes two to four treatments to get rid of, which can take three to six weeks. Are you prepared to have to shut down your listing for three to six weeks, cancel all upcoming bookings, not have any income on that time, not to mention the cost you're going to pay to treat the infestation, two to four treatments, that's not cheap. And you can avoid that just by getting a good quality $40, $50, $60 waterproof, bed bug proof mattress protector. Do not take your chances on this. Get it. Get it on every single mattress you have. I use one from Amazon and I will link my Amazon store from below so you can shop the exact one that I use. 
It's affordable. It's cool. It's breathable. There's no excuse not to use it. Golden rule number nine, smart locks. Another one that I've talked about so many times. And especially with this, you want to make sure it's the kind of smart lock that has an app where you can control and program brand new codes from your phone remotely. The Schlagen code is my favorite. I will link it below. I talk about it all the time. It's also in my Amazon storefront. But a smart lock to me is just a non-negotiable in this business. You do not want to risk your guests having to lose a physical key. How are you getting them a backup? Then you have to possibly re-key the place because what if they told you they lost it, but really they stole it and plan on coming back? That's not secure at all. What if they return the key, but you don't know that they made copies of that key? That's not secure at all. If you really want to be serious about this and, and run this like a business, you have to know when people are coming in and out of the place. You have to be able to program a new code for every guest, deactivate their codes the second that they're gone. Imagine staying at a hotel and finding out that multiple people could potentially have access to get into your room. This is a non-negotiable. You have to have a smart lock and you have to make sure that it is secure and you are changing those codes every single time a guest checks out. You want your cleaner to have their own code, their handyman to have their own code. Those codes should be deactivated while a guest is there so that there's no chance of people entering when they don't have permission to. And the nice thing too is that if you do have an app for it, you can also check all the timestamps of when people were in and out so you know exactly when your cleaner started, when a handyman may have started a job, when your cleaner takes off, when guests check out. Just do the smart lock. Schlagen code, that's the way to go. Speaking of cleaners, golden rule number 10, your cleaner is your most valuable asset. If you find a good one, treat them like gold. This is hands down the number one thing that is going to make or break your entire business. If your place is not clean, your reviews are going to show it. Guests will be unhappy. Your entire business is going to suffer. If your place is clean, any other little mishaps you might have along the way, accidentally forgetting to restock toilet paper or something, those things get forgiven. But at a baseline, your place must be clean. Golden rule number 11, never give a discount to a guest who asks for one. Another thing here that I talk about all the time, guests who ask for discounts are notoriously the worst guests you'll have. A couple exceptions that I make here is with weekly discounts or monthly discounts. I also always do the brand new listing discount of 20% for the first three bookings. I also do military discounts of 10% and I also offer discounts to good guests I've had who do repeat bookings. The reason these are different is because these are discounts that are initiated from your end as the host and the guests are just getting a little perk that they didn't necessarily expect. When a guest asks for a discount and then you grant it to them, that is showing the guest that they can be entitled, that you're not that confident in what you're offering, and that if they don't value your place, you don't really either because you're willing to discount it so easily. So just trust me on this. I know sometimes, especially in slow seasons, it's really tempting to give discounts to guests who ask. Don't do it. Just slash your prices instead to match that discounted rate that you were maybe willing to go down to and hope that somebody else finds it at that rate. Don't offer the discount to that guest. They will be a bad guest and you will regret it. Trust me. Golden rule number 12, investing in design will always pay off. And of course, I have to shout out my friends at Minoan here. I've given this example in my course before, but in my situation, I host nine properties that are all in the exact same condo complex. 
They all have the same layout. They are in the same location, same condo amenities, same cleaner for all of them, same property manager, me. And some of them do as well as 85,000 a year gross, and some do about 40,000 a year gross. The one difference between the rankings of the 40,001 and the 85,001 and all the others in between, the one difference that separates these is design. All other factors here are equal. And I can pretty much go through and rank the nine listings I manage on a scale of best design to worst designed. And I can tell you the, the gross earnings very much reflect that same ranking in design. I also want to stress that it's more than just putting together a nice cohesive design. You have to do something unique and scroll stopping that stands out on the platform and it's actually going to get people to stop, pause, book your place. This is why I love working with and want to shout out the team over at Minoan. Minoan is an incredible service and as soon as you start using them, they will become your hosting BFF, okay? With Minoan, you can shop over 200 home furnishing brands, electronics, decor, consumable supplies, everything from public goods where you can get shampoo, coffee, Casper and purple mattresses, Brooklinen and Bolin brand sheets, not to mention Williams-Sonoma, Serena and Lily, Urban Outfitters, Anthropology, literally your favorite brands that always just seem just out of price range. You can shop those at massive discounts. I'm talking 30, 40, 50, even 60% off sometimes. And these brands want to give steep discounts to hosts because it helps them showcase their beautiful products in spaces that are living showrooms that guests stay in night after night, day after day, and can actually be in and feel and enjoy the atmosphere, go home and purchase those same products. The best part is that in addition to the discounts you'll get on the front end of purchasing the products, you can then turn around and also share affiliate links with your guests who want to purchase the products that they see in your place and fall in love with. And you'll earn commissions on all of those purchases that they make. So you save some money on the front end and then turn right around and are able to earn some more with those commissionable links. I love Minoan so much. And like I just told you guys, design is that number one thing that's going to differentiate you. Yeah, you need to be in a good location. You need a clean space. You need to be a good host. But when it really comes down to getting your place fully booked at high nightly rates, design is that factor. And Minoan is here to help you get there. They're going to give you such good discounts on such good quality, beautiful pieces that will get you booked time and time again. Golden rule number 13, if you really are on a super, super tight design budget and you want to hold off and just get some bookings and then reinvest in that design in the future, paint, a fresh new paint job and hardware goes a long way. Paint your walls fresh, paint your ceilings fresh, please, for the love of God, get rid of popcorn ceilings, okay? This is not 1982, all right? Paint your front door in a cool, fun pop of color. Add some, some murals or some little accent moments with paint. You can get really creative literally just with paint. Paint your baseboards in a fun color or your door trim. And then change out your hardware. Change your old dated doorknobs, door hinges, your cabinet hardware, all your drawer pulls and knobs. Change all of that. If you want to go more modern, swap all of that out for a sleek matte black finish. If you want something with more character and something more high-end and luxe, go with a brass. 
And if you're really, really on a tight design budget, just spray paint those old pieces of hardware. It's not going to last forever. It's something that will have to get replaced. The paint job is going to start chipping over time, but it'll get you through those first few bookings so that then you can reinvest in those upgrades. Golden rule number 14, remote hosting is easier than hosting a place local to you. I fundamentally believe this. I teach this in my course. This is a rule I absolutely live by. It's more work when you're setting the property up. That's for sure. When you have a place local to you, you can kind of skimp on some of the systems and the automation because you know that you're right down the street if anything goes wrong and your guest needs you. So it will take more work getting it ready up front, but it will be so much easier in the long run when you set up the place to function as a remote listing without you being there. All right, golden rule number 15. Wow, we are about we are about halfway there. Okay, we are flying through these. 15. Be involved as a host in your area. Join Facebook groups of local hosts. Know what the regulation is in your area. Be willing to show up to city council meetings, write emails in, do what you need to do. If you're going to choose to host in an area and invest your dollars there, you have an obligation to keep that investment and fight for your right to keep hosting. Golden rule number 16, save every contact that you come across. Even if you already have a handyman you love, if your cleaner happens to name drop another handyman that she's worked with and recommends, ask for their name and number and save that contact. Plumbers, electricians, landscapers, painters, every single contact that could potentially help your business, save them. I don't care how many contacts you end up having in your phone. I think I have eight electricians in Big Bear saved in my phone. Guess what? In seasonal markets especially, things all tend to go wrong for all the same hosts on the exact same day of the year. I swear when it is the first night that temps are below freezing every year, every single HVAC guy gets called because it's the first time that people have turned on their furnace in eight months and people realize, oh my God, it doesn't work. I need to call the HVAC guy over. I'm not kidding. I think I have 12 HVAC contacts in Big Bear saved in my phone. So if that ever happens to us, I can go down that list and just keep on calling until I get one that bites. I hope I don't ever have to go through 12 people. I hope that my number one go-to guy picks up, but you need to have these backup, backup, backup contacts. So save every single contact you come across. Golden rule number 17, guests don't care if your cleaners put back certain dishes in the wrong cupboard. Guests don't care if one vase that you love on this side end table was instead put back on your coffee table. Guests don't know how it's supposed to be. You are the only one that's bothered by it. If you have frustrations with your cleaner over cleanliness, that's one thing, but frustrations with your cleaner over where a vase goes or where a candle goes back or which cupboard the plates go into, you need to learn to let those things go. Golden rule number 18, a smooth check-in process sets the tone for the entire stay. And on the flip side, a bad check-in process sets the tone for the entire stay in a negative way. Get your check-in process in order. Your instructions need to be as clear as possible. You need a well-lit path to the front door. A lot of people are checking in at night. You cannot afford to have any mix-ups with accidentally sending people the wrong code or accidentally programming the wrong code. And make sure that you have your phone on you and the ringer turned on and volume up when your guests are going to be checking in. 
This is the first part of their stay. It's the most important part that sets the precedent for the entire tone of the reservation. And if they have questions or are frustrated and don't know where to park, they're tired, they've walked all their luggage up to the front door and now they're having issues getting in, you better answer that phone on the first ring and walk them through the check-in process. And better yet, have your check-in instructions so clear that guests do not need to call you, but you still need to be by your phone in case they do. Golden rule number 19, declutter, declutter, declutter. Remove stupid frills from your place. Make it easier on your cleaners to just keep everything looking tidy. Don't add all these trinkets that are likely to get broken or knocked over that require all this dusting. Uh, that requires more keeping track of, just declutter. I mean, don't make it look barren, but minimalism is in you guys and minimalism belongs in an Airbnb. People are bringing in all their own stuff for the weekend and they need to have shelf space and, and dresser space and countertop space and things to set their own stuff down. Don't fill every single nook and cranny with different little trinkets. Declutter, declutter, declutter. Golden rule number 20, take the time to make a really thorough house manual and print it. A digital one is not enough. If Wi-Fi goes out or people don't have good service, they're going to want to be referencing a printed guidebook. Not just that, but with a digital guidebook, the only person who's going to have access to it is whoever made the booking and has access to your communications on the Airbnb app. With a printed house manual, anyone in the group can easily reference any how-tos about the home. So if you want people following guest rules, you want them knowing how to use things, and you want them not hitting you up for multiple questions because it's very easy to access a printed house manual, then make that house manual and print it. I actually have a house manual template and it's normally my bundle with my house manual and guidebook template are normally 35 bucks when you bundle them um, for my golden birthday and following this theme of 29. Um, I'm going to do a little flash sale on it uh, for $29 for the bundle. So if you've been needing a house manual template, go purchase that one. It will be on sale for the next couple of days. Golden rule number 21, keep your checkout instructions reasonable. We've all seen Airbnb hosts getting roasted on TikTok and Instagram for having 10 plus checkout instructions. You guys, two, two rules. Like three is my absolute max, but honestly, two rules. My only checkout instructions are take the trash out on your way out and start a load of dishes. That's it. And if I could, I would even remove those. I hate having to ask my guests to do anything when they're already paying a cleaning fee and they're on vacation, but those two things for us, I've gone into this on another episode, but we have to require that they take out trash and do the dishes. Just the way that our listings and the location is set up, we need those things. But if there's anything that you can remove from your checkout instructions, do it. It is not your guest job to handle an extensive cleaning list. That's what you have a cleaner for, and that's what the guests are paying their cleaning fee for. Golden rule number 22, you must always be willing to adapt in this industry. If the last few years going through COVID has taught us anything, it's that this industry can flip-flop and change like crazy. Listings that were thriving in business areas are no longer doing as well. Places that were kind of in the middle of nowhere in these locations that people weren't really traveling to as often saw a huge boom in 2020 and 2021. 
pandemics aside, regulation in your area could change. Design trends could change. Airbnb's entire algorithm could change. This business is not passive. You can get it close. You can automate a lot of things. You can make things run as efficiently as possible. But bottom line, things change very, very quickly in this industry. There's always new softwares to try out. There's always new tools and things that can make it easier. There's just different things that guests are looking for, and you have to be willing to see those trends, forecast them, and make those changes accordingly if you want to stay competitive. Golden rule number 23, and this is one that I've had to just learn the hard way and from experience, but bad guests happen in threes. I don't know if it's just me. I would love for any of you who have experienced this phenomenon to please DM me and we can just share in the misery, but I don't know what it is. I've noticed that anytime I have a really difficult guest or a situation where, you know, maybe my cleaner dropped the ball and the the guest spoke up and they're unhappy it happens in threes. Anytime it happens, I just brace myself because it's like, okay, this week I'm probably also going to have a guest who doesn't check out on time. I'm going to have a guest who leaves a bigger mess than usual. I'll have a guest who breaks house rules and smokes in the place. Something else is bound to go wrong and it happens in groups of threes. The expression is so true. When it rains, it pours. I can go nine months with perfect guest experiences, not hearing a peep, a complaint from everyone, five stars rolling in, my cleaners are on a rhythm, everything is just operating so streamlined, there's no problems at all, and then all of a sudden, one one bad guest, and it's just like the, the week from hell will ensue, everything that can go wrong will go wrong, it always happens in these clusters, but you deal with it, you buckle down, you get through it, and then we'll go another six to nine months, maybe 12, where we just, everything's running so smoothly again. So if you are in the middle of a bad phase with guests, just realize it's, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. These things happen in clusters. It's not the end of the world. Reflect back on the long, wonderful streak you've had of things going well, because these things do happen in clusters. I don't know if that's just me. I don't think it is. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, and if any of you hosts have also noticed this, but it always, for me, happens in clusters. Bad guests come in threes. Speaking of bad guests, this leads me to golden rule number 24, leave honest reviews of all your guests. I believe hosting karma is a real thing, and if you have a bad guest and you do not do your part to warn future hosts about that guest, you're going to get more bad guests. I fully believe this somewhere in the universe, whatever higher power you believe in, for me, it's God somewhere things are, things are happening. And if you do not take the time to warn other hosts about the situation you experienced, it will come right back around and bite you in the ass again. Okay. You have an obligation to all your fellow hosts here to warn them about bad guests. You've had hosting karma is real. And if you're scared that they're going to leave you a bad review in return, remember that reviews are double blind. So when you leave a bad review or a good review of a guest, they don't see it until they leave you a review or after the 14 day period ends, at which point your review of them gets published and they're no longer able to leave you a review. So please leave these reviews. They can't see them. They can't retaliate against anything bad you may have written. You owe it to your fellow hosts to warn them. If you don't, These situations are bound to come back to you and I will have no sympathy for you. Golden rule number 25, never let a guest hold you hostage over a bad review. 
look, if you dropped the ball, that's different. If your cleaner didn't show up or there was a big mistake on your part or an appliance is broken, something major, you forgot to pay the water bill or the electricity bill, something like that happens, yeah, you you owe it to your guests. You better step up with some refunds. You dropped the ball and you need to come through for them. But if this is the kind of guest that's just nitpicking about things and you can tell they are fishing for a refund, do not let them hold you hostage over a bad review. When you give in to guests like this, all they learn is that they can move on to the next host and pull the exact same thing. Stand your ground. One bad review is not going to kill you. It's not the end of the world. Do not let guests hold you hostage over bad reviews when you know that they are just fishing for a refund. Golden rule number 26, a bad review is not the end of the world. All right. Like I just said, Don't let guests hold you hostage because a bad review is not the end of the world. You will still get booked. I really believe that potential guests, when they're reading through reviews, people will filter and try to see the worst review that you have. I really believe that people can read through the bullshit in reviews. When it's a review that was just left out of spite, people can tell. Honestly, you can probably get your reviews removed too. Airbnb is pretty good about removing reviews that seem retaliatory or mention something irrelevant to the listing or something that's completely out of your control. But even if you can't get those reviews removed, the bad review isn't going to kill you. As long as you keep doing your part to deliver a five-star experience for every guest, that will reflect in your reviews. The few people that you cannot please, it's not going to make or break you. Golden rule number 27, save a folder of all your rave reviews. Man, I have a lot of golden rules about reviews, but I just have a lot of thoughts on this because I think, you know, most of my listeners are women and I think us especially can get really sensitive about these and take these things personally and take them to heart. But I just want to encourage you guys, like it's so not the end of the world. How many times have you been looking on Amazon and you see a one-star review for a product, but the review mentions, I hate the way that the Amazon delivery driver threw the package on my front porch carelessly. And you're just like, what's wrong with you? These are supposed to be reviews about the product. What is wrong with you? Why would you write that as a review? People just know how to filter out these stupid reviews. And I hate to see hosts get so worked up about having a few reviews like this on their profile. Tell me the last time that you were looking to book an Airbnb as a guest. Did you remember the difference between a listing that was ranked 4.92 and one that was ranked 4.91? Did you book the 4.92 over the 4.91 because you thought that that was so much worse? People just don't remember this stuff as much as we think they do. We are the only ones who pay attention to our rating as much. Of course, keep it in, you know, a general good area. I think anything above 4.8 really so that you can maintain Superhost should be the goal. But you guys, between a 4.83 and a 4.86, no one gives a shit but you. That being said, I still know that it is hard and we do take these bad reviews personally and these tough times personally. You know, when these bad guests happen in clusters, it can be hard. And so... Like I said, my my golden rule number 27 is save a folder of all your rave reviews. I started doing this, I don't remember how long ago. It wasn't since the beginning of my hosting journey, but a couple years in, I started saving all of my good, not just my like five-star reviews that say liked the place, five stars, but my rave reviews. Like when people write a, you know, paragraph about how much they loved it. 
I started saving all of those reviews to a folder in my Gmail because, you know, you get an email from Airbnb every time a new review posts. So I started saving all of those email reviews to a folder called Listing Reviews. I have 452 rave reviews in that folder now. And if I'm ever having a tough time in the business, I go back and I read some of these. And it's just crazy how heartwarming this can be. I I don't know. I mean, some of these just, I, I look back and I really am like, wow, we like we gave this person that nice of a stay like oh my gosh i i didn't even realize i'm just picking one email out randomly from this folder that i have and this is from elaine she wrote i cannot glow enough about how much i love this place natalie is a super host no doubt we were desperate to move out of a former airbnb that gave me a severe allergic reaction due to mold and mildew and thankfully found natalie's place last minute and ended up extending our stay because her airbnb was so comfortable clean pretty fabulous mattress wonderful water pressure fun for your pet great energy easy to live in i mean the list goes on and on i definitely intend on returning her attention to detail for the best everyday living experience for her guest is stellar one of my favorite airbnbs to date love love loved it then in the private feedback she wrote natalie we accidentally used a little bit of all detergent it was laying on top of the washer before realizing the other detergent was for guest use so we replaced it with a whole other brand new gallon my allergies cleared up within a day of checking into your place with better ventilation and new air filters at your place we enjoyed finishing season four of stranger things on your smart tv i mean oh my god she goes on on and on. My golden rule number 27, save a folder of all your rave reviews. And I mean, literally I have 452 now and it's just, even sometimes if I'm having like a, a tough week in the business and it seems like a bunch of things broke, I don't even necessarily have to go in and read the reviews, but just seeing like, Hey, we just got two shitty back-to-back reviews. I have 452 rave reviews here. Like I know I'm still a good host, you know, some things are bound to go wrong, but start doing that now if you haven't already. It it will just help you so much when times are tough and you need that pep talk. Golden rule number 28 is to revisit your goals often and remember why you got into this. This one was really big for me, especially this year. You know, I started my business by co-hosting. I started by managing a place that my parents had. It was a family vacation home that we stopped using as much when we got older. And that's all it was supposed to be. We weren't using the place. I saw an opportunity to make a little bit of extra money, convinced my parents to let me try hosting it and take a commission. And since then, I, you know, started co-hosting for a bunch of other owners. I finally just purchased my own last year. It took me three and a half years of hosting to finally save up enough from co-hosting to purchase my own. And now that I own my own, I have realized I don't like co-hosting anymore. I, I still love it for what it did for me. And it really taught me so much about the business. And I don't plan on ditching any of the owners or anything I work with, but I'm just not really taking on more properties for management. My goals have totally shifted and I really want to own more now. I want to create more spaces. I want to be calling the shots. I'm overworking with other owners and am not planning to take on any more. And that was kind of a big pivot for me to realize when I've been spending so much time growing this co-hosting management business you know, to finally owning my own and realizing how much more I like that. So revisit your goals often and they can change, but remember why you got into this. 
for me, it started off as just a fun side hustle and I thought I could make some extra money. It ended up checking every single box of everything I ever wanted in a career. I could be creative. I could focus on design. I could create beautiful spaces for people. I felt organizational and, you know, I loved running the numbers and tracking expenses and I really, really love running a business and I love doing it from home. And I love that when I have to go check on the properties, it's in a beautiful tourist destination. And my my job when I'm out in the field is visiting beautiful places that people pay to stay in. And, and I created those spaces. I love everything about this business. And it's just good, you know, back on this thread we've been talking about, but when when tough things happen in the business and you feel like you've let guests down or you're disappointed in your cleaners or you know there's potentially new regulations being discussed just remembering why you got into this what you're fighting for why you want to keep doing this and how you want to grow it revisit that often think about it all the time to keep you motivated finally golden rule number 29 start before you feel ready that is the one thing i can preach to you in every single way i had already been wanting to host this place my parents had a long time before I ever verbalized it to them and and brought it up and wanted to do it probably a year before and just never said anything about it. When I started co-hosting for people, I did not feel ready. Other owners just asked me to do it because they saw that I was pulling it off on, on my family's place. I did not feel ready at all, but I didn't want to say no to the opportunity. So I jumped in when it came to owning my own. I think I probably could have gotten into that deal earlier, but I was I was scared to. It was very comfortable co-hosting because I didn't have any of my own money on the line. I was just getting commissions from other owners who were the ones fronting the cost, but I wish I had done it sooner. So start before you feel ready. You guys know I just bought an Airstream. I have no idea what I'm doing. Still don't know where I'm parking it. I have some hot leads, but I still don't know officially. But I'm so okay with that because I look back on all the times that I wish I had started earlier and I'm just so proud of myself right now for being like, hey, I I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't have all my ducks in a row before I took this leap and purchased the Airstream, but I know I'll figure it out and I'm going to be so proud of myself when I when it all falls into place that I that I did start before I felt ready. So that is my golden rule number 29 for you. And finally, for this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole, I want to read to you a review that a host got and they took a screenshot of it and posted it in a hosting Facebook group. And this review, just, you know, you'll see why I included it in this episode. It just falls right in line with everything we've been talking about. (laughs) This is the review this person got. I am giving this place four stars only because the photos do not do this place justice. Exclamation point, exclamation point. The place is much bigger than the pictures. I will absolutely rebook next year for my ninth straight year trip to Green Bay. And then (laughs) the stars they left, four stars for accuracy, five for cleanliness, five for check-in, five for communication, five for overall. You guys... Oh my God. They got a four star review because it looked better than the photos. If if that doesn't prove to you that you cannot sweat your reviews, I don't know what does. I know that this guest was trying in their own way to be quirky and funny and cheeky, but 
leaving a four-star review because the place is better than the photos. That makes you undoubtedly the Airbnb hole. And with that, it is now checkout time. Thanks for listening and I'll see you back here next week. Lastly, as Airbnb hosts, we all can appreciate a good five-star review. So you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me. Please subscribe, review, share, and connect with me in the show notes below. Bye.